All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. So things have really started to ramp up with one of my play partners, Wes. (laughs) It's gotten real naughty. And our latest hot wife encounter was... It was something, and I'm excited to share the details of it. But first, we want to say thank you to Cassidy.com for sponsoring this episode of French Porch Swingers. We meet a lot of friends, a lot of play partners on Cassidy, and I think one of the reasons for that is because we're busy people, and we want to use sites that are easy, streamlined, have modern interfaces, and that we don't waste a bunch of time trying to figure out how to use the site. And Cassidy is all of those things and more. So if that sounds like you, if you're busy and you just want to meet sexy people, you don't want all the other minutiae, then Cassidy's the place to go. And right now you can try it free for an entire month. All you have to do is go to frontporchswingers.com and click on the Cassidy banner at the bottom of the homepage. Again, that's frontporchswingers.com. Click on the Cassidy banner. Try it for yourself. We hope to see you at Cassidy.com. So we had a we had a discussion this morning that I think we should we should talk about because we both got a little fired up about it. We have <laughs> we have varying opinions on a lot of things. I think a lot of people that know us would probably I don't know people that know us probably are not surprised by that. I think a lot of people who just listen to the show probably would be surprised. But for example, we have we can't decide on movies together. You you have horrible taste in movies, so there's no way we could do that. I'm music my eyes we're so pretty, hard. <laughs> music we're closely aligned, although your '90s shit makes me want to scratch my eyes out. Well, your '80s so, shit does the same. So well, but it's the best generation ever. So <laughs> outside of those things, we don't really disagree on a lot. But when we do, it's like. I mean, it's a it's a spirited debate. Spirited. That is such a nice way to put that. I yeah. thought it was. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's you know better that than a fucking screaming match in the car. That's incredibly PC of Although, you. <laughs> yeah. Although you know, I, I guess I guess because we're so passionate about certain things, and this just happens to be one of them. But we are passionate about it, in my opinion, for varying reasons. You and I. Okay, so let me explain from my perspective what happened. So I was on Cassidy and. I have a single solo lady profile on Cassidy because you and I play separately. We both have our own profiles and we have a front porch swingers profile. So my profile, I receive a ton of messages and it is exhausting. I will 100% say the number of messages I receive, I should be flattered by it, but I'm really not because I don't think I've met hardly any couples off of that profile. I meet single men off of that profile pretty often, but it's very, very rare for me to connect with a couple there. It's just kind of, it's a a lot. Okay. But in that lends itself to why this conversation got so you know why we had this debate yeah right i mean you just i mean you really just kind of explained why without even explaining it and most of the time when i get shitty messages from couples on there i'm just like whatever i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna let it lie it's not worth my energy but this particular one i think part of it was because i had received like i got i logged on to it after a week and i had 28 missed messages Yeah, see, that's the problem you wait too fucking long and then you're like it's just you just delete everything so you can't yeah exactly so that was part of it the other part of it was i just received a pretty shitty message from a couple right before this couple so anyway 
they kind of got the brunt of it, let's say. But the message was bad. It was bad. It was things like, oh, you know, we're, we're fairly new to the lifestyle, but we've never been able to play with a single woman together. We really want to share a woman. And, you know, we're coming to Vegas for our 20th wedding anniversary, and we would love for you to be our present. And basically everything that I say to not say to a single person, these people say. Well, all the quintessential stuff. That it's like, listen, you really don't, you shouldn't say those things like that's you know first of all also here's the problem and and people must understand this depending on where you live you may very well live in a very high tourist you know heavily trafficked area when it comes to people coming in from out of town right we lived in a fucking ski town it was much the same much smaller obviously nowhere near 75 million people a year coming there (laughs) but nonetheless there were people coming in from out of town and they would travel there when you come to vegas when you put in the pro in your like first message coming to vegas want to scratch something off our bucket list Delete. Yeah. Delete. Del- it's like you can't do that. No, because no one here gives a shit. Right. Truly, no one here cares. Yes. Uh, I, I truly. I mean, this is going to sound so callous. I don't care that it's your twentieth wedding anniversary. No, no one cares. I don't give a shit. And and I didn't understand that fully until we moved here. Right. Because it's overwhelming. It's constant. It's it, overwhelming. It truly is constant. Also, people and I understand it, why they do it. I mean, some will do it occasionally too. They'll change their location to. Vegas. Right. And it appears as though you live in Las Vegas. No, they just come here five times a year. Right. So, they, so when yeah. you send out a message like, oh, I, you know, we want to scratch something off our bucket list or, you know, we want you to be our birthday president. It's like, okay, I, I got it. You live in like- You're not a local. Fucking the Midwest <laughs> somewhere. This is not your thing. I, I heard. Got yeah. it. Yeah. It becomes monotonous. And then like what just happened here with the story you're going to tell- someone's going to get the ire of this, right? Well, okay, so um, they got the ire because I reached back out. And again, like, I was not in the right mental headspace to be on Cassidy at that time. I was dealing with a lot of stress. I was exhausted. So it was, that's on me. I'm going to own that part of it. I have to be in the right mental headspace to logically think of these situations. That's mistake number one. (laughs) Yeah. But the message that I wrote back to them was basically explaining all of the reasons that I think it's absolutely awful the way that they reached out to me. I said, you know, I'm not an object. I'm not to be shared. Not even my own partner says things like he's going to share me with other people. Yeah, I'm going to lend you. That's the other thing. Can I, wanna, I borrow your wife? Yeah, yeah I want to borrow your wife. It's like, I'm not lending you my lawnmower, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. It's so crazy. We just got that one on a TikTok video. Hey, I'd borrow her I'd for borrow, a night. Uh, well, first of all, you would borrow her is indicating that I would allow you to do so as if that were a thing anyway. So now, so we're both assholes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't have any say in this. Don't right. you know? I'm a woman. I don't have any thoughts. Yeah. You men just figure out who I fuck. Would you yeah. please? Right. So it's like, so God. you're an asshole and by proxy, you've made me one too. <laughs> Right? Like, yeah. fuck, man. I'm yeah. not lending you a fucking weed whacker. <laughs> so anyway, so <laughs> I responded back explaining why this was a shitty message. And I think that I kind of capped it off after having some time to digest it and getting their response back and going back and reading my message. The last couple of sentences were where I really got shitty. It was basically like, you're never going to have any luck in this space if you act like that. It seems like you are entitled people that believe that you as the couple have all of the say in this. And I think that's disgusting well but and this is part of the conversation that you and i were having earlier on the way to the studio part of their behavior 
is the problem with this space in totality. Well, it's a compounded issue. That's and that's what I'm starting to understand is like it's nothing systemic. nothing exists in a vacuum in the lifestyle, right? Like everything that's come no. before it is going to impact your thoughts and experiences and the way that you navigate this space. And I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing until you become like bitter and jaded by past shit. That's when I personally, you and I disagree on this, yeah. that's when I personally start to feel bad about it because it's like, it, it almost has nothing to do with that other couple. So so let me finish the story. So basically they reached back out to me and they sent me this really long email saying, you know, profusely apologizing and they feel awful and the wife has been crying since they read my remark because she just feels like such an idiot and they never intended to you know be bad people in this space and they're so sorry that I see them that way and all of these different things and you know it basically ends with him saying I think we might even just take a step back from the lifestyle because we're not ready to be in this space which I personally agree with I 100% agree but I'm not necessarily I shouldn't necessarily be the reason for them deciding that that's the right decision for them they should have come to that realization on their own but right. my point is I really let a lot of frustration that I've been dealing with for months out on these people and that's not fair in my opinion it's understandable to some degree, but I still feel like, you know, I told you this morning, like one of my favorite qualities about myself is that I'm a very empathetic and kind person. And I have been my entire life. And you pointed out in the car, sometimes to my detriment, Oh yeah, which is a hundred percent true. There have been many times in my life where the other person's feelings or needs or desires become way more important than my own. And it hurts me as a result of that. And I agree that that's something that I need to continue to work on, but I also don't want to lose like my kind heart in the process. Listen, here's, and I told you what happened. What this particular incident was simply the accumulation. This was death by a thousand cuts. Okay. Yeah. This wasn't one incident. This is one of thousands of incidents, not just from couples who have reached out and said stupid shit. That's like whatever. I mean, it, it's constant. It's every day. I get it yeah. every day. Yeah. This space for us is important in so many ways. And it's been perverted. And in my opinion, it's been polluted. And the problem that you pointed out, what happened is systemic in this space. Yeah. They are victims of this unjustifiable, invisible hierarchy. The couples are at the top and everybody else at the bottom. And it's like the not straight guys, six inches under <laughs> that shit, right? So in the shit, literally, literally in yeah. the shit, it's your fertilizer. <laughs> if you're lucky, worm food. So they bought into that because that's the perpetuation from a lot of people. It probably has never occurred to them that what they sent you wasn't appropriate. And I'm willing to bet that they have sent multiple messages like that to other solo playing or single women and have never been met with that type of response. Primarily because like couples, lots of solo playing or single women also have fallen prey to this idea. Well, they're the couple. Yeah. They're at the top of the lifestyle food pyramid there's two of them there's so, only one of me right, so their so, desires matter more yeah, plus exactly. they're married so i'm stepping right. into their bedroom it's like well, and, and like i said to you would this have been any different what would have what would the difference have been had you been a single guy and responded that way oh my god i can't even imagine <laughs> I mean, no, get it, and you're right? right. There, it there is, and we've talked about this many times on the podcast. There are a lot of things about this space that I would like to see change. That is absolutely 
fucking lutely one of them. But I don't want to change who I am as a person no. because of the actions of other people. You know, I, I would assume one of the things that you really like about me, one of the reasons we're in a relationship is because you like that I'm softer and kinder and and more empathetic. Well, those, it, I mean, it, it's the old saying, right? I mean, opposites attract. You are an empath, you are kind and you are sweet and you are a lot of times the person who in volatile situations can bring down the temperature in a room. I will also say that there are times where that temperature needs to be lit up. And that's when you, at this point now with our relationship, you know when to invoke your empathy and then you know when to subtract. And it. when you need to just be yeah, you just need left to, to your own devices. Yeah, just yes. hang, sit right there. Let me just give me a second. I'll take care of this. Yeah. And so you've we've gotten a really nice synergy with that. So yes, that's one of the things obviously that I and I think everyone, all of our friends love about you. However, you are going to, like I told you, we had this conversation, this very conversation. I told you, you do not want to be the only person in a room of people who cares. Yeah. You cannot be that person. I am the opposite. I am very often the person in the room who doesn't give a shit. <laughs> I'd rather be that guy. I'm in a safer position than you are. Yeah. You are vulnerable if you're the only one in the room that cares. And a lot of times you are. You are, or you care the most for sure. Yeah, but I also think that vulnerability has led to a lot of amazing connections that I've had in the lifestyle. No I think it's one of the strengths that I've been able to pull from to have better connections with people. Well, it's the pros and cons, right? Yeah. I have most certainly missed out on opportunities, not just in the lifestyle, I mean, life itself, because of my disinterest in putting myself in a situation that's going to potentially make me vulnerable for any number of reasons. Right. You're just the opposite. Yeah. I will also say that because of that, because of how empathetic and open and open to ideas and people you are, it hasn't always worked out great. No, so you have to not. weigh that, and and that's a personal thing. Like you said, the last thing you said when we were talking about this was you just don't want this to affect you. I have no issue with how you responded well, to those people because you were as hung long as it up doesn't on affect you. Yeah, you were hung up on like thinking that I was so concerned about hurting these people's feelings, and it's like you know that's not. I mean, I I did feel bad about it, but that wasn't the focus. That's not why I was upset about it. It was more so. I think I said this in the car too as well. The lifestyle has a way of holding a mirror up to you and forcing you to see yourself in it. And you can choose one of two paths That's when life that. In general. Well, but the lifestyle, especially, it's like a magnifying glass on any th characteristic you have, right? Yeah. And you can choose one of two paths. You can either choose to ignore it and continue to do your own thing, or you can cho choose to learn and grow from it. And this is one of those moments where I was like, fuck, I, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that person. Well, that's I don't want to be a person that feels bitter or that holds on to resentment from past shit and allows that to, you know, muddy the waters of any future interaction that I have. I, I also don't believe that it will. I tend to think because I know how you operate. You are you should not have been dealing with this at the time. You are not mentally there. No. A lot of other stuff going on. We're dealing with a lot of bullshit. We're getting ready to get on the road again. We got we're gonna be in four time zones in the next twenty five fucking days. Yeah. We have a lot of shit going on. We're dealing with a lot of professional stuff. You had no business being on there to deal with that because you don't do well with an accumulation of all that shit. No. You have to separate that. Yeah, when I get stressed, I turn into a fucking, I am a different person. You're, you're a nightmare. I tell everybody, you're a little monster. <laughs> you need to go go take a nap. You know. You literally would tell me like, you need to eat something and go lay yeah, down. go and have I'm some like... candy and take a nap. You're, it's, it's nuts. Go get some fucking Cheez-Its or something and chill out. So like, you need candy snacks and, and a nap. You literally do think I'm seven years old. You, well, but <laughs> like is mentally. That, that, is that not your basic diet? I mean, that's what you eat most of the time. Like, if Not you need candy, a, that's rare. If, if, you need a, if you need something, and it's like I get you get goldfish. like a little peanuts and, or goldfish. And yeah. A, yeah, yeah. 
it's ri- you know it's ridiculous. So you were not in the space to do that, and that's why this came out. Right. That's the problem. You yeah. should have, if you were genuinely concerned with how this was going to come off, you should have shut the fucking computer, yeah. the phone, and went. I- I'm going to come back to this in an I hour. I need to know my limitations, and I genuinely want to get back in touch with my more sensitive side in the lifestyle. I think, I think in normative life, I'm very sensitive to other people's feelings. Too sensitive. But for some reason, in the lifestyle lately, it's almost like a defense mechanism. Yeah. I haven't done that. But what? But you're surprised by that. I told you, there's no. You shouldn't be surprised by that because of all the things that we deal with on a regular basis. Yeah. These people, while s- foolish and their their approach was sophomoric at best, they're not the problem. Right. The problem is all the other bullshit. It's that a we systemic deal with. issue. Yeah. yeah. It, it's death by a thousand cuts. They just happen to be on the bottom rung of the sta- of the staircase. That's all this was. Yeah. Falling down a flight of razor blades, they were at the bottom they were the bottom step. And to be clear, I do think that they because you know, at first I, when I read it, I was like, oh my God, I chased these people out of the lifestyle. No, you didn't. And then I really went back and read my message and their message. And I did realize like they're not ready for this space. If that's gonna throw you off, then you need you need not be. Yeah, you have to have a lot of resilience. But I also yeah. think just in general, like your ability to communicate respectfully with other people has to be there first. Well, and listen, I will play devil's advocate. You can always reach back out to these people and tell them, hey, you really caught me at a terrible time. The truth of the matter is what you did was despicable and I'm I'm not sorry for how this turned out necessarily, but if you are, are sincerely or genuinely interested in, in doing better in this space, I'll provide you these five bullet points and then just remove yourself. Yeah. But you don't, also don't have to because it's not your responsibility. What they did is absolutely indicative of, as I've been telling you for a long time, what is wrong with this space. They fell prey to what it is that everybody else spews. And you see on the fucking social media and the TikToks and this and that. It's Not only always, that, clubs too. Clubs are a huge issue with that, That's right? All, all you need to do. You're a brand new couple. You start going to lifestyle events and you yeah. immediately see that there's a board that shows the pricing Prices. of single men being three times as much and couples. couples that, right. And and of course, in your mind, you're going to go, oh, so we hold all the power here. Well, here's Got the other it. thing. Well, this is the other thing a lot of people don't get. And this is where we, you and I, I think differ from a lot of other folks when it comes to the, the concepts of charging people things. We charge single women at our events the same as we charge single men. Yes. Why wouldn't we? So what you're Which we t- get a lot of shit for. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Which, it's, this isn't about money. No. You are, you are devaluing the presence of a woman. Why? Because you're so fucking thirsty to be in the presence of one. So you're saying that the guy should pay whatever. The gal shouldn't pay anything. Why are you painting a target on the single females for? Because what you're basically saying is, well, shit, they're easy prey. Yeah. I can, shit, I can, I well, can bag one of them. We've talked about they're this. They're running bef- around it. They're free. Yeah. We talked about this before. It's kind of like you ran clubs your entire freaking life. You ran also like gentlemen's clubs, but nightclubs too. Yeah. Why do clubs do ladies' night? There's only one reason we ever did ladies' night. It was to drag the swing and dick in the room because they paid. Because women are the commodity and you yes. are monetarily benefiting off of it. It's yes. the same thing in the lifestyle. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, we don't need to go in d- down this fucking rabbit hole of all the ways that the lifestyle needs to evolve and change. Um, we don't have that kind of time. No, f- absolutely not. But I, I think my reaction was one of being very sensitive to the issues that are currently going on and being... I guess just being callous, honestly, is what it came down to. I I'm, I have been callous lately, and this is not the first example of it. I look back on several of my interactions I've had recently where it's like, 
you know, could I have been kinder in that moment and how would that have benefited the situation? So, you know, you and I can disagree on that. I want to work on that because you I can, do feel like it's one of my best qualities. You can work on it. You can do, you can respond to people like that and interact with people like that anyway. Or just you choose, choose not to or interact. Not to. And just, yeah, just move on. Because that's, I don't owe them my time or energy. This should have been a situation where I just deleted the message. I, I mean, that's typically what I do at this point because I don't want to burn the calories fucking with them. Yeah. You know, because chances are they'll respond again and then I have to really retort and I don't want to. Yeah. I just, I, I omit it or I just ignore it and don't even bother with it. Yeah. Um, because it gets, it, it gets, it really does, it'll wear you out. Yeah. Uh, and with everything else that we deal with um, that isn't the fun stuff in this space, and there's a lot of it, I don't want to fuck with that. Yeah. You know, I just don't. So, yeah, I, listen, it's not your normal it's not you normally. That's not your normal MO. But I, I think it's funny once in a while when, you know. It's I'm like, sure you do think it's funny. Yeah, well, uh, it, I, I think, I think you like when I get feisty about things because it's entertaining for you. It's No, no. I, guess, I think it is. No, I think that sometimes it just validates how I feel 99.9% of the time and how you feel <laughs> 1% of the time. It just, you know. Sometimes you just gotta. Sometimes gotta let it out. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't think that's a terrible thing. That's fair. All right. Yeah. Meanwhile, we have a lot of cool shit coming up. We're t- well, I don't know how cool this is, but we have to be on a fucking plane at five fifteen in the morning. So we're actually tomorrow, recording so. this before we go to Austin. But yeah. as we're recording this tomorrow, we're hosting the Real Hot Wives of Austin I'm so for the first time ever. I am so fucking pumped. Yeah, for, first of all, I'm so excited to be hosting at Colette because we've yeah, been to amazing, Colette Houston yeah. together, and it was an amazing club. Yeah. Obviously, I've seen videos and pictures of. Everything everything of Austin, but yeah. I've never been to Austin. I've never been to Colette Austin. So that'll be super fucking cool. Yeah. You've and never been there and I can't wait to take you, man. It was one of my, it's one of my favorite, the, one of my, the best places I've ever lived. I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. You know, so, I, I and I love it. experiencing new cities with you too. I really do just find so much joy in that. Well, I mean, this is one of those things where it's not like you and I have never been there to get been there before I have lived there. So for me, I'm going to be able to take you to places that mean something to me and, and were pivotal in, you know, in my adult life, I guess. Yeah. So well, I'm, that's kind of how Houston was, too. I, I felt like you really got to show me things in Houston. You got to show <laughs> me restaurants. You got to point out places right yeah. down there, you know, was one of the clubs or you actually took me to one of your clubs. Yeah. And half of the fucking people are still there. Yeah. It was so, kind of weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to have that experience with you. Yeah. I can't fucking wait. And then we come home for like four days and then we're in fucking Portland. I can't wait for Portland. Provo- no, you're, you're mixing it up. Oh, no, we go to, no, fucking uh, Secrets yeah, first. Yeah, we're going to Secrets going to first. Secret. Well, F1 is coming here, and I say, F- fuck that. We're, we're going to Austin, Orlando, and Portland, Portland in literally a two-week and period. And Montana. Yeah, yeah for Christmas. That's Christmas. a ways later, but, yeah. but I'm crazy. We have so much going on. And, and I think I have two visitors coming in December. One is my sexy Cali bull. Oh, right, right, right. And right. the other one is my love interest. Well, and also today... Sometime later on this afternoon, you're meeting with a friend also. You've got a play date this, this afternoon. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. I you, can't Are you wait. ready? Because, I mean, you know. I'm a little nervous. I'm a, always nervous with him because he has such a gigantic cock. It takes a little work to get prepared for that. So, yeah. I, re- yeah. I like mentally and physically prepare myself. In fact, I asked if we could push it back a half hour so that I had plenty of time to like go home and clean myself up, but also just like maybe masturbate a little before. So Probably. I'm like really in the right headspace and I'm wet already because I'm not fucking joking. This is this is. <laughs> a physical feat I'm about to take on here. It's really funny. I love when uh, we've had some friends that will reach out. Well, you know, do you think you can set me up with him? It's like, yeah, sure. But let me check with him first. So you check with him. It's like, hey, can I provide a picture and kind of let them know what's up? It's like, yeah, no problem. You send it and they, the instant response is, fuck that. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> they yeah. think they like big cocks until they see this one and then they're like, hey. 
sound good. I don't think I'm physically or mentally prepared for that. Yeah, it sounded good in theory. You know, whatever. <laughs> and then I have some friends that hear about him on the show and they're like, fuck no, keep yeah. him away from me. Yeah. <laughs> Blessing and a curse, man. I say it all the time. Yeah. Every guy wants to have the biggest cock possible until yeah. you meet a guy like this and you hear his horror stories. Well, about nobody it. ever feels bad for that guy. Like we talked about this before. Yeah. No one feels bad for the dude with the 12 inch cock. Yeah. Oh, well, if I turn sure. down a guy because he's too small, it's, oh, that oh, sucks. That's th- fucking right. horrible. Brent right. is being shallow. But if someone turns this guy down, it's like, well, that makes well, sense. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, <laughs> totally get that. No. Yeah. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. That's not okay. <laughs> Uh, I had the opportunity to play today with Jade. There's no way that's going to happen. There was just too much to do. I have not packed anything. Um, we haven't done shit to get done ready. Nothing. And then, of course, you dropped on me that we were leaving at 5.15 in the morning. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So we're going to be at the airport at like, you know, 3.30. You're like, why the fuck did we do that? Yeah. I'm like, well, we talked about it and it sounded like a great idea like three weeks ago when we booked our flight. Doesn't sound good the night before. <laughs> You know, when we're not packed, go to bed at seven o'clock. <laughs> when we're not packed, we don't have an episode yet for next week, which is obviously what we're doing now. But like, we we're not prepared in any way, shape, or form for this. We are. We're, we've also become horrible procrastinators. Well, I also don't think it's possible to prepare in in totality for all of this stuff. A lot of times, <laughs> yeah, you, that's you know true. I mean? It's like there's just too much going on. It's fucking impossible to be that far ahead. So we, yeah. you know, we'll just play it by ear. Fuck it. We don't need to sleep. We just don't sleep anymore. No, that's so. that seems to be a thing of the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, anyway, you know, I actually thought that we might just do something tonight, today, uh, and decompress and, you know, get ready. And But that's not even fucking possible. There's no way. Because we leave at 5.15 in the morning. Yep. So yeah, we're going to be, you're going to, you know, take a we giant probably sneak, cock and then. We could probably sneak in a drink. That's about as good as it's going to get. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and it, it's, uh, what is this? Thursday. So we might actually be able to get places. We have to figure out, when you live in Vegas, you have to determine where you go based on the day. Yeah. Like, because you can't get into places. And then we go to the places that we know we can sneak into because our friends will get us in. But otherwise, it's a fucking total thing. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I cannot wait to take you to Austin. I'm so excited to get you to Austin. Well, I have single guy tips this week that are very positive. Mm. I was so impressed with two guys that reached out to me. Really? One of them is coming to our Austin event. And the other one is a guy that lives here in Vegas. He's never come to any of our events before, but kind of wants to. And it was like back to back. It's so weird how these things happen. It's almost like a, yeah, yeah, it's like a domino effect type thing, which when it's shitty, it's like, golly, can I get a (laughs) fucking break? But when it's awesome, it's like, oh my gosh, it's so cool that this happened twice, basically in the same week. Yeah. So, and almost identical situation. So both of them are guys who have never been members of our site. They've never come to any of our events. The guy that lives here in Vegas has never been to any event ever. The guy that's coming to our Austin event has been to a few, but he's still fairly new to this space. And I couldn't really tell from either of their messages if they listen to the show. I think it's more so they just know that we throw events and, and want to understand how to navigate our types of events. So like the Austin guy reached out, for example, and he was like, hey, I've been to a few events before, but I've never been to a Hot Wife event. Is there any way that you would be willing to kind of explain to me what my role might look like in that environment? I was like, that is so. And he even said, I've done my own research on what a hot wife event is and how it differs. But I'm wondering from your perspective as somebody who's hosting the party, what are some of the things that maybe I should consider when I am trying to fill my role at that event? I was like, that is so fucking mature and just an amazing way to handle it. Like my age. Oh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I was so impressed by that. And the guy that reached out from Vegas, not quite as eloquent of a message, but basically the same sentiment. Hey, I'm really looking to potentially come to one of your events. I want to make sure I'm the right fit. And I'm just wondering if you can give me some insight. I was like, holy shit. 
That was so, it was so impressive to see that back to back because. You mean there's some male evolution it's the, taking place? Maybe. It's the, and the guy that reached out from Vegas is younger. He's like 26. Wow. So I was just impressed. It's one of those things where I'm so used to guys reaching out and saying something that makes it clear that they have no fucking idea what a hot wife event is. You know, like I'll have guys reach out all the time and say things like, hey, I really want to come to the party this weekend, but I'm just wondering if I have to have a date. It's like, okay, so you have no idea what a right. Hot Wife event looks like. You have no idea what you would do at said Hot Wife event or what your what well, your benefit would be. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't even real you don't even know like Take the win, bro. Like, right. you don't even know when, like, to show up. Well, well, but I guess my point is, if you see, like, you're on Cassidy and you see a hot wives of whatever city that we're in and you don't understand the meaning of that, wouldn't you choose to, like, go do some research and decide whether that's the right event for you or not? Why on earth would you just be like, oh, there's a swinger party where I might be able to fuck, so I'm going to reach out and ask some dumb question that shows that I have absolutely no idea what this space is about. Everybody wants a job. Nobody wants to work. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? Yeah. It, look, you're asking people to do homework yeah. or to, to you know, it, it, we're not in that culture anymore. It's swipe, yeah. swipe, 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 swipe. And if I, I got to read Just something. Just feed me shit. Do, yeah. Can I, am I going to be able to fuck people or well, not? I mean, it's the, it's the messages we get all the time. It's like, you know, we'll get an email or a DM. We, I mean, we get dozens a day and it's like, hey, I want to come to this event. Can you lay out for me the X's and O's of everything that takes place? Like, well, hang on a second. Are you telling me you don't have any of this information? Like you've done no research at all. You're just jumping in, hip deep, fuck it, whatever happens, happens, you know? Like, yeah. Leap before you you know, look kind of shit. Like, okay, I guess, but I, I you know, I Yeah, don't but get here it. were two young men who took the complete polar opposite approach. I mean, Good. like I said, the one that reached out to me from Austin said, I've never been to anything like this. I've done my research. I was on XYZ forums to understand what this looks like. And now I just have a couple of follow-up questions from you as the event organizer. Is that okay? He also said, if you have the time available, it was just so respectful and so light years ahead of what I expect from men sometimes in this space. Well, and that's the part that always shocks me. Like we hear from people a lot of times, they'll go to an event or they'll sign up for an event and they can't speak to the person hosting it or the promoter or whatever. And it's like, well, why, why wouldn't you contact those people? This only benefits us primarily and him too, of course, but it benefits us to have people at an event that fully understand how these events function. Yeah. Right. So why wouldn't you try to help this guy for future events that he attends and for people who come in contact with him? Yep. And see, that's how this works. Not the, not the couple that reached out with the shitty message. That's just not intelligent. Right. If you have a question, especially if you don't know how to approach or how to ask or or how to attend. Ask a question. Why don't people ask questions anymore? Is it because they think it, you're going to you're going to think they're stupid or what, they don't want to make themselves think, vulnerable? No, Why I think it's usually laziness. <laughs> Let's uh, be okay, honest. Okay, I'll give you that for sure. Well, but also in the absence of any knowledge whatsoever, what would be the alternative? This twenty-something-year-old dude shows up to an event, doesn't have a fucking clue what's going on, and he's just going to hope for the best. Yeah. Like no, dude, that you're wasting your own time. Why yeah. would you even do that? I thought you know? it was great. I was so impressed. So no, that's very cool. Excited to meet uh, the one guy tomorrow. That'll be I'll, interesting. Listen, I am thrilled. I can't wait to meet them because that's rare. I know. It's rare. It's rare for a guy my age, let alone a 20-something-year-old. Yeah. You know, good for him. So kudos. Yeah. Applause for them. Absolutely. <laughs> so obviously I want to get to the good shit today because... Yeah, this is... I, so I told you a certain detail of this interaction and you were shocked. I shocked. still am shocked. 
Yeah, I'm still shocked, actually. <laughs> so we're going to get into that very shortly. But first, we want to say thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. This episode of French Porch Swingers is brought to you by our friends at HelloFresh. The holidays are right around the corner, and that means that it is going to be jam-packed for most people, right? They don't have a lot of time during the holidays to do things like spend hours in grocery stores or spend hours on Pinterest boards trying to find recipes for their family. We don't. That's a huge time waster. And for people like us that are super busy, this is the perfect service because HelloFresh takes all of the guesswork out of it for you. They send you fresh, amazing ingredients right to your door, pre-portioned for the recipes too. So you don't have to guess how to make it. They literally provide step-by-step instructions with pictures telling you how to make all of the foods, which is so freaking cool. you got a recipe, you're a chef. It's that simple. Yeah, yeah basically. I'm not a chef. That's why I use HelloFresh. Yeah. <laughs> I also love that you can pick the ingredients ingredients that you want. For example, there are certain foods I will not eat. I am just never going to eat them. I hate capers more than anything in the world. I know. Which you think is so bizarre. I hate them. I think they're disgusting. So I can go on to HelloFresh and tell them not to send me anything with capers in it. Which doesn't help me at all, but yeah. (laughs) So for picky eaters like me, it's freaking perfect. And right now, HelloFresh has an amazing offer for our listeners. If you go to HelloFresh.com slash FPS free and use code FPS free for free breakfast for life, which is freaking crazy. One breakfast item per box while the subscription is active when you use that code. So again, all you have to do is go to HelloFresh.com slash FPS free and use code FPS free to get free breakfast for life, as well as our absolute favorite meal delivery service. You guys, we are so excited to introduce a brand new sponsor to FPS, Diet Smoke. And let me just say that until probably about a year ago, I was kind of anti-marijuana, if I'm being completely honest with you guys. It just was not my jam. But I started microdosing, and now I'm at a point that I kind of want to venture out and try some new products and really understand how THC can help me and make me feel better. And that's why it's going to help me tomorrow because we're getting on a plane. (laughs) Yeah, Brian uses it to travel. Absolutely. The reason I love Diet Smoke is because there's a ton of different options on there. Not only different flavors of their gummies and things or their little elixirs, which I think are freaking perfect. This thing is the shit right here. Yeah, it's awesome. It's the shit. They all taste good. But the other thing is you can choose your potency, which is huge for me because I don't want to be stoned out of my freaking mind when I use THC products. No, I just want to, yeah, I just want to relax. I want to feel, you know, a little bit uh, lighter at night, if you will, as I'm getting ready to go to sleep. So these products are perfect for me in that way. But no matter what type of THC you like or what type of high you like, you're going to find their products. You're going to find something that you enjoy, I should say. So uh, whether you want to unwind or have a boost of energy to keep you going for round two or a lighter option for a mellow high, Diet Smoke is for you. And right now you can join the Diet Smoke community and discover the buzz for yourself. Visit dietsmoke.com and use code FRONTPORCH, all one word, FRONTPORCH, for 50% off of any item. And then all you have to do is enjoy your journey to cannabis bliss. I plan on enjoying it tomorrow. Again, that's Diet smoke.com use code front porch for 50% off of any item this episode of fps is brought to you by our friends at promescent we talk about promescent constantly and not even well, just it's on where it's on the desk yeah <laughs> we don't even just talk about it on the show we literally talk about this product at clubs at events all sorts of things and i think one of the main reasons for that is because i am fully convinced that people should have a little swingers bag with them yep. and it should be filled with products that are body safe for any of your partners that you're potentially going to have i've had lube issues a lot over the years yeah. i have been left itchy i've had rash 
lashes. It has been so uncomfortable. And, you know, if I don't bring my own product and a guy brings his own lube and I know that it's going to break me out, I'm probably not going to play with it. No, I always have it. I always have my own lube because I have my own swingers bag. But this is one product that I absolutely love from Promescent is all of their lubes. I especially like the hybrid lube. It smells good. It doesn't have a strong odor to it, but it also doesn't smell like that weird chemically smell you no. get from some cheap lubes so out there. It's sticky and you know, it's not gross. It doesn't get gloppy, no. any of those types of things. It really is just so nice to use and it's never made me break out or anything like that. And that's just one example of the products that you can get from Promescent to stick in your swingers bag for the next event that you go to. And right now, if you head to promescent.com slash FPS, you can get 10% off of any of their amazing bedroom wellness products. That's promescent, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com slash FPS for 10% off of our favorite bedroom wellness products. So I do think that certain elements of today's story are going to be shocking, a little shocking, because when I told you about a couple of things that happened, your job was like literally on the fucking floor. You're like, where did that come from? It's so abstract. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it would never if you had said to me, what's the one thing you think maybe I did that I would never have done before? There's not a chance that I would have come up with that. Yeah, okay, so this actually, I don't know if you even remember this, but the only other person I've ever let do anything like this to me that we're gonna talk about today is Clint back in Montana. Right. He did it a couple of times, and even during those moments, it wasn't that I disliked it, but it was just like, it didn't turn me on at all. It was like something no. that turned him on, but it, it was just, I was so neutral about moment, it. Yeah. And it's actually a limit that I've set with other people just because the idea of We've it- talked about it. The idea of it when I'm not in like a sexual space with the right person, it's a huge turn off to me yeah so anyway we'll get into all of that I'm getting ahead of myself but I just wanted to preface this conversation with that so my friend Wes and I you guys have heard about him quite a bit recently because we've been playing quite a bit recently I think the last episode that we talked about him on was right after he and I kind of had a little bit of a, a scuffle if you will a disagreement it wasn't even a scuffle it was just I was annoyed and I didn't I was being kind of a brat you were being and, typical bratty Brenna and you guys had a you know, had to come to some terms on some things. But yeah, it's no big deal. Yeah. So we got past it very quickly. But I I said in the last episode that we talked about him on, I actually think it improved our sex together because it was like, I I felt like I knew him a little bit better. I felt like he knew me better. I felt like we understood each other on a different level. And I also feel like we, it was almost like we broke down a wall after that. Well, sure. When you go through, you know, when you have something that happens and it's outside of the normal comfort zone of whatever the relationship is you're in, one of two things happens, right? You you evolve or it just dissipates. Right. That, I mean, that's really the only choice. Yeah, exactly. So, And we have definitely evolved, let me tell you. The other thing that I love is... Wes and I are not people that are constantly going to be like texting each other during the day. He's very busy. I'm very busy. And I I love that. He's also married as well. So he's yeah, a he's a partnered person. But in between the last session and this one, we did exchange some sexy, some sexy pictures. We did, you know, have a little bit of dirty talk with each other, which was really fun. It felt much more flirtatious and kind of effortless than it had in the past. Well, yeah, obviously there's a there's a history there, right? I mean, there's a a high level of familiarity as a friend. Yeah. Well, the other thing I'll say is I cannot fucking stand when I send a super sexy picture to a person and their response is like either lukewarm or neutral. You know what I mean? Like I've sent pictures in the past and it's like, oh, thanks for that. It's like, okay. I always struggle. I mean, I have, I am always as I don't send you naughty pictures for that reason. No. Because a lot of times you'll just write back like naughty pants or something. And I'm like, no, yeah, I, I, struggle. I need more than that. <laughs> I struggle with that because it, when anyone does that, because I, 
I don't ever really know how to respond to that. Well, I think part of it is that that doesn't really turn you on. No. Because for you, it's so much more about the cerebral element of it. You're very different than I would say the average man out there is in that way. Most men, and I know I'm totally generalizing, but most men stereotypically are very image very image sure. driven, right? Like if they sure. see a hot woman wearing a hot piece of lingerie, they get turned on by that. You really don't because you're much more cerebral than that. No, and also I've seen a lot of lingerie. Yeah, so I've just gotten to the point where I don't... I, I appreciate the the effort, for sure. I mean, I always do. I mean, yeah. I, I always appreciate when someone does that because it's like, that's a vulnerable thing to do, right? Yeah. And it's, it's a personal thing. So I appreciate it. I just don't ever really know how to respond to it because like you said, someone sending me a picture, like if she never, she doesn't ever do this, but if Jade, for example, were to send me, or Natasha were to send me a picture prior to us playing like in lingerie or something, while I would appreciate it, it would not make me that much more eager to get to see them. It wouldn't light a fire inside of me. No, you. now yeah. if they sent me a, a, a text message that was a bit spicier or something, I would prefer the verbiage over the picture. Right. I don't know. I'm fucking weird. I don't know. Well, so my point in saying all this is I've I've gotten to the point where like if I send a picture to a play partner and I always ask first, I'm not just throwing shit out there, but I'm like, hey, I took a sexy picture you want to see. And they're like, sure. And I send it and it's met with like, oh, that's nice or sexy or something like that. It's like, okay, I put in the effort to do this for you and it's not appreciated, which is fine. I'm just not going to do it going forward. With Wes, it's the polar opposite. He, as soon as he sees it, as soon as I see red, it's like a heart and it's followed up with like oh my god the things that i would do to you or that i would love to rip that off of you or you know what i mean so it it has added this really interesting and sexy element to our dynamic together when i'm sending him those things no i get it It, like i said for me i've never been that person so i guess i just i I react differently to it yeah everyone can react however the hell they want to it i just i'm turned on by that to me it's like okay he actually is attracted to me and appreciates me on that level well like the, like i just got an image the other day you and i were out and uh, a lovely lady sent me a picture of her leg in a, in a thigh high and a and high heel shoe that, that was all it was it was like her leg on the dashboard of a car i like that more because it's like she's just being cheeky mm-hmm. and, and cute you know like oh hey just thinking of you kind of thing that was it that I appreciate more than the full blown. Then, hey, look, here's my pussy and I'm touching my clit. Yeah, here's me <laughs> bent over a chair with nothing, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, that's nice. Thank yeah, you. well, yeah. I send him like the, here's my pussy. In fact, so this was really, really hot leading up to our play situation that day. It was like the day before. Yeah. He sends me a picture of him completely naked, cock out, looking fucking hot. And I'm like, oh, I, you know, said something silly back to him and then i was like you're gonna make me wet if you keep up with that and he was like show me so i sent him a pussy picture yeah if you put it out there you know and then he's like i can't wait to have that tomorrow i'm gonna destroy that and i'm like good it's gonna be yours while you're here and it was just really sexy okay so anyway he comes over to the house i am in lingerie have my little black robe over it he walks in the door looking like a fucking snack like he always does. This man is so just, I can't even describe how attracted I am to him. Well, they're a hot couple. I mean, they just are. Oh, God. He's just beautiful. Everything about him is beautiful. He's tall. He's athletic looking. He's got this beautiful skin complexion. He always He's always in like a shirt that shows off his arms, and I love his arms. They're not super muscular necessarily, but they're athletic looking, if that makes any sense. Sure. I just love it. He shows them off all the time, and I'm like, oh, God. And 
So anyway, he walks in. We're sitting on the couch together. We caught up for like maybe five minutes. And much like the last time that Wes and I were together, there was just this heat there, this undeniable heat between the two of us. We were looking into each other's eyes. I don't even know what we were talking about. We could have been talking about fucking, you know, grocery shopping and it was still fucking hot. Well, also, you'd already had that kind of text imagery conversation going on. So yeah. I'm sure that didn't hurt. Well, I, I just felt like the second he walked in the door, I felt like a heat emanating from him that day, which I also think is very, I've had play partners where that's been hit and miss before. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you have to really be in the right headspace for that to f- feel that way, for the natural energy in the room to just be erotic the second that you walk into it, to have that natural tension. Yeah. And for that to be that case, that day was just really sexy to me. But that's also one of those things that starts long before the person you ever get together. Oh, it's a million different things. Yeah. The last time I was with Natasha, I told you that, you know, her husband text me, asked me what kind of lingerie she, I wanted her to wear. So so there's like an anticipation built up. Well, and- when I get there, I already know, right? She's going to be in this crazy hot lingerie, this, you know, really sexy fucking thigh high, you yeah. know, number with the, you know, the, the stirrups and the whole, or the, uh, you stirrups. Know, stirrups. She's stirrups. wearing stirrups? No. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the uh, garters and yeah. all that kind of shit. Garters and are so fucking they're hot. They're so fucking, oh, she's so, and she's tall. Yeah, it's just hot. So I already had that like idea in my mind. So as I walk in, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, I know what I'm going to be met with. You yeah. know, it's very different. So anyway, like I said, maybe five minutes of conversation and then we just start making out with each other on the couch. And the energy between us was fucking palpable. You could feel it in the air. It was just animalistic. It was incredibly, it brought me back a lot to my time with Clint actually because it felt very primal. It was like, we weren't just kissing for the sake of kissing. It was this animalistic urge and a necessity to like have our right. mouths on each other in that moment. Yeah. It was so hot. We're just making out with each other. I drape my leg over him. He starts rubbing on my ass and that did not last long. I start kind of started rubbing his cock over his pants a little bit and I'm like, I, I can't wait anymore. We have to go to the bedroom. And he's like, okay. So we go into the bedroom and he starts undressing and I take my robe off and I'm, I just have my piece of lingerie underneath and we make out again on the bed for a very, very short amount of time. And then I just, of course, have to be on his cock, right? So his yeah. cock is already like mostly hard, which I fucking love. I think we talked about this the last time I talked about Wes, but there is something so sexy about a man. Maybe it was even the the guy from the Denver event. Yeah. But when a guy is hard just from making out, yeah. that's when I know it's going to be good. Yeah, I, I told you the same thing. When it's, you know, that, but that's why, as I said, I don't understand the whole, you know, the no kissing thing with a lot yeah. of couples. Like, that's how this starts. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I just. That's you know. how the motor gets rev in here. Yeah. yeah otherwise For me, it's, it is. It's transactional. Not everyone needs that. No. I need that. No, I do too. And I, it also, for me, it develops a certain level of, of connection, like a mental connection to that person. Well, that's, that's foreplay. It's just, that's where it starts. It, yeah. it has to begin somewhere. And if it's not beginning with the text messages and the pictures or, you know, when you walk in and you see each other and there's a little bit of light touching and petting and that kind of thing. That certainly is is the beginning of it. But if we're not going to have some kind of non-penetrative uh, engagement first, like I, I'm out. I, that doesn't do anything for me. So anyway, I am now deep throating his cock. He's laying on the bed. I'm in between his legs. I am literally worshiping this man's fucking cock. I am touching it in every way I can possibly think of to touch it. I am deep throating it. He's pushing my head further down on his cock. He's letting me up. The other thing that's very sexy about Wes, I'm not sure I've ever said this before. When he's saying dirty things to me in the bedroom, it's never spoken. It's like a deep growling whisper. 
It's almost like he's telling me what to do because he has 1000% become the dominant force in our dynamic, 1000%. So he's telling me what to do a lot during this session, but it's never a barking of orders. It's this very hushed kind of growling. Like, for example, when I'm sucking his cock, he's not like, go further down on it. He's like, push your mouth further down on that cock for me. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's so fucking yeah. hot. It's this like quiet confidence. It's it's the way that I've always been able to know that a man is meant to be the more dominant force is when he does that kind of shit. Yeah. It's the guys that want to be dominant that walk in and are like, hey, you do this for me now type of thing. They don't understand the power in a quiet confidence. Well, there's, I mean, the quietest one in the room is the most dangerous one in the room. I don't care what the room is. Well, you know it, by mean? dangerous, you mean fucking awesome? Yeah, I mean, then this I have is to exactly- tell you that I'm <laughs> dominant than I'm not. Yeah. You know, and that loudness is just unnecessary. It was just very sexy. So that went on for quite a while. Then of course he flips me over. He starts going down on me and he's like, I want you to tell me when, when daddy is going to make you come. And I was like, okay, now we're eating up. I love this daddy talk. I know that we've had a lot of listeners reach out and are like bothered by it. I don't give a fuck. Jay does it with me too. Okay. I, I don't care that you don't like it. It's totally fine if that's not your thing. Listen, a lot but of people it's don't like a lot really of my do. thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're not going to like parts of the story yeah. probably. If either. that's a fucking problem, <laughs> buckle up. But I fucking loved it. So the whole session, I'm calling him daddy. Daddy, daddy, daddy. The whole fucking time. Every time I come, it's I'm going to come daddy. Right. Or like you're make you're going to make me come daddy. It's just fucking right. hot. Right. So anyway... That went on for quite a while. Then, of course, he gets up, puts a condom on, gets back on the bed, and he wants me to ride him first. So I get on, and I start riding his cock. And at first, it is slow. It's kind of sensual. He's kind of rubbing my ass with his both of his hands. He has these big, beautiful hands, and he's just rubbing them all over my ass and kind of down onto my the back of my thighs a little bit. And I'm, you know, picking up the speed. And then we start picking up the dirty talk. Like, he's talking about how, like, that's his pussy right now, and he's going to use it however he wants. And I'm like, yes please use it it's for you and then he reaches up and starts choking me while i'm riding his cock oh my god is there anything fucking hotter than that here i am looking down at this smoking hot man riding his cock his big manly hand is just grabbing me and choking the shit out of me it was just it sent me over the edge i came so hard it's one of my favorite things when you're riding my cock and i can choke you and squeeze your oh tits god at the same time. it's like Honestly, when I think of some of the hottest moments you and I have had, like those burned into my memory, the things that I'm going to think back on 30, 40 years from now, it's those moments when you're like choking the shit out of me, like calling me a dirty slut. Well, if the shoe fit. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. This episode might go off the rails a little bit. It's a lot to this. So anyway, that goes on for quite a while. Then he turns me over. He basically like picks me up, puts me on the bed. I'm now on my back. He gets on top of me, starts fucking me that way. And this is where things get really interesting. He starts choking me again. And then he tells me to open my mouth. And he spits into my mouth. Yeah. When you told me that, I was like, I I, I didn't even know. I'm not even sure I said anything for like 10 seconds. I was like... Say that to me again. Okay, so here's what's funny about this whole thing. So I told you a couple of like key details of when Wes and I were together when you and I played that night because you and I played right after right him. After, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, so I didn't know you didn't tell me that. I didn't tell you about the spinning. It was like days later that I was like, you know what? I just thought of something. I didn't tell you a big part of my last play session with Wes. Yeah. And you're like, what is it? And I was like, well, he was fucking me on top and he spit into my mouth. And you were like. I'm sorry, what? Say that again? Because I that I have That's very a few boundaries. Boundary for you. I have very few boundaries in the bedroom. But the reason I, I say no spit to people is not because I'm turned off by the idea of spit in general. It's because 
people do not understand how fucking disgusting it is to use spit as lube. It is so not hygienic. It is so, it's such a turnoff to me. It's such a yeah. porn thing to do. Like Listen, you learn that from watching porn. You can't possibly think that that's sexy. I hooked up with this woman in fucking Houston many, many, many years ago. She was from Canada and she was so fucking hot. <laughs> Met her at a strip club, obviously. But uh, we go back to her hotel room, beautiful pl- fucking hotel, boutique hotel in Houston. You and I were there. And, uh, she spits on my cock and starts sucking. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. I'm sure that's a thing in Canada. It ain't a fucking thing in Texas. We're not doing that. So I don't think that that's a thing in I Canada. I got right in the fucking shower. I, I showered. I was like, hey, I'm out of here. Sorry, this is going to work. She like spit a ton on your cock? Yes. Yeah. It, it grosses me out. There I, are certain things I just, you know, it. <laughs> I get it. Spits part of it. You don't need the hockaloogie on my cock. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Well, I mean, for me also, though, I think that there are certain things that are really, really hot in the moment in the bedroom that then kind of gross me out afterwards. It's the same reason I don't watch porn that often, because sometimes I'll watch a really fucking raunchy ass porn or a very taboo porn. And then, like, as soon as I have an orgasm, I'm disgusted. You're disgusted by yourself. I'm like, why the fuck did I watch that? Disgusted by your own choices is what it was. (laughs) You know, and maybe, listen, if I knew this woman, we had a fucking relationship of some kind. And this was a conversation. Well, but that's exactly why this worked for me. Because for me, it was like, it was such a mental game up to that point. He was calling the shots. He was telling me what to do. He was choking me. He was fucking the shit out of me. He was spanking my ass. So it made sense in the moment. In the moment, it felt good. Like, I remember him doing it. The second that he did it, I kind of snapped out of it for a second. I was like, did I just let that fucking happen? Like, what the fuck? Who am I? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I mean... I guess there is something to be said for being in that, you know, uh, that euphoric state where what usually makes sense doesn't make any sense. I, I think I ref- told you it's kind of like runner's high when you're, yes. you're in a situation where you just no longer rem- – I, I mean, I got myself in a lot of trouble once, you know, running that way and got lost and I got chased by a fucking mountain lion. It was a fucking thing. So, <laughs> That's you know, not funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> it was funny in the moment, you know. Real funny because I had to call my ex-wife and go, hey, I don't know where I am, but you need to come pick me up. <laughs> so you get I, – I know the mind is interesting, the you know, brain – place tricks on you so getting to that space and not consciously knowing that you did it until after you right. know or, or that you even or that you enjoyed something that took place obviously where wherever your mind was it, it made sense at the moment you know? i fucking loved it in the moment it was really sexy so anyway He's continuing to fuck me on top, and then he wants me to bend over. So I get on all fours. I kind of arch my back up, and he starts fucking me from behind, and he is spanking my ass, and he's grabbing onto my ass, and he's telling me again, like, you need to come one more time on daddy's cock, and I'm like, I'm going to. And I had this crazy fucking orgasm. I think for me, it was just such a hormonal moment, like all of the endorphins rushing through my fucking brain, and the fact that we were doing all these very naughty things, the things that afterwards I was like holy shit did that really happen in the moment that was such fuel for me that I had the most earth shattering orgasm I can remember in a very long time literally like blacked out for a second it was I I saw stars my legs were shaking my arms were shaking and I don't even remember I think I truly think I lost a chunk of time because I think I came and then I was in that like you said kind of euphoric state and then I kind of snapped out of it and he was still fucking me so I was like "How, how long was I like on another yeah. planet. Yeah. It was well, so sexy. Anytime a situation like that happens where you, you – and you do. You lose you lose track of time certainly and, and lose chunks of time. You lose memories of that you know, interaction. You, know, you were just in a different place. Clearly because if – like I said, when, if you had asked me 
what's the one thing that I you think I did that I would never ever do? There's not a fucking chance I'd have come up with that. Like not a chance. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's how I posted it to you. It was like yeah. something happened during the session that I've told you in the past I would, would never, never do. ever do again. Right. And then I told you and you're like, oh, I never would have come up with that. Gun to head, never would have came up with that at all. Well, even just sitting here, like me saying it, I'm turned off by the idea of it. But in that moment, it worked. I think that's the whole point of a lot of sex acts. When you're watching your (laughs) taboo porn, you know, you're like, I am disgusted with myself only after an orgasm. Like I am a terrible person. But yeah, that's like, you know. Well, it's kind of in the moment it was fucking hot. It's kind of like the only other major boundary I typically have is like, don't come on my face. If we discuss it ahead of time and I know that, you know, you have recent test results or whatever, you can come in my mouth. You can come pretty much anywhere else on my body, but not on my face. No, but there have been a couple of instances where you've had that happen and it was super hot. There have been instances where I have told the person, hey, you should come Come all over my face. Right. I'm like, what? You did what? Because in the moment. I don't come on your face. (laughs) In the moment is completely different than in a non-sexual space where we're texting right right yeah, well, you know what i mean yeah because again it's what seems taboo pre post whatever in the moment you're not even well you're not even consciously thinking about what's i guess at that point you're like well let's see i've sucked his cock he's he's eating my pussy he's fucking me spitting on me? is it really that big a deal at this point i don't know but you know? i think it's actually the opposite for me anyway That's it was almost like my else. brain shut off in that moment i wasn't thinking about oh well we've already done xyz so this makes sense I wasn't thinking of anything in that moment. But the only thing I was focused on was his hand around my neck and his cock inside of me. It was, it's a, that's a, again, it's a control thing. It's a, it's a marking of territory kind of thing. And in, in the, in the headspace that you were in it, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Because again, this entire thing was incredibly primal. I'm glossing over a lot of details of this for time's sake, but I mean, it was a lot of hand around my throat or like pinning me down. There was one moment he was pinning me down with both of his hands, like basically putting all of his body weight on me and just moving his hips to like thrust inside of me. Very, very dominant acts. So it just made sense in the fucking moment. So anyway, I have this earth shattering orgasm. I have no idea how much time uh, elapsed in between me coming and him coming I think it was a little bit of time because I was in a different fucking headspace and then when I kind of came to is when he was like I'm gonna come and I was like yes come for me I want you to come so bad and he just had this explosive fucking orgasm and here's how I typically know that it is a truly primal session it's not moaning when guys come during that time you and I've had this situation many times it's not a moan it's not it's a growl it's this deep guttural like growl grunting it's like literally you've turned off the human part of your brain to tap into your mammal brain you know what i mean well it's well yeah you, i mean you humans sh- are mammals but you know right. what i mean the you more sh- like logical higher thinking part of your brain has been turned off you shut off that part of your brain because you're just in such a state that like you don't care what comes out of your mouth or <laughs> how you sound yeah you're just, not thinking of any of that happen yep. you know yeah and again i always go back to why i really enjoy regular play partners when you're with someone new, you are in, I mean, you're constantly thinking, I am anyway, of, I do not want to fuck this up and look like an idiot. Right. So everything I'm going to do, for the most part, is it's calculated. Yeah. It's calculated. Yeah. It's measured. Yep. So I am not trying to sound like a buffoon the first time I'm fucking you. Now, 
I may very well, I mean, I'm going to be vocal anyway, but I'm certainly not going to be the way I would be if you and I have known each other for a fucking year and this is an ongoing thing. Right. It, it, it just, it, it's different. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, he comes, pulls out of me, and then it's so sexy. He just lays down. He doesn't go to get cleaned up or anything. He just lays down on the bed. I lay down next to him. I'm kind of like touching on his chest a little bit. I think I kissed his arm a couple of times. It was a very kind of connected moment. And we look down at the condom and the condom is Filled with cum. Filled. I mean, it's like getting ready to drip out of this fucking thing, which was such a turn on for me. I have no idea. I've never um, researched if there's any sort of a correlation between how much a guy comes and how turned on they are. But for me, it's a turn on to see it. It's actually more anything. It's dietary more than anything. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm also, I'm sure it has to do with like frequency and shit too, you know? Yeah. But for me, it's a turn on in that moment because in my mind, I'm like, oh, I turned him on so much that he came that much. Oh my gosh, I'm a fucking rock star. You know what I mean? No, I always say this when, when someone that you're with has had an exceptional experience or at least seemingly so it just makes you feel that much better about the entire experience. Right. And because you want your partner, your respective partner to thoroughly enjoy themselves. And if they haven't, well, then I haven't. Yeah. Doesn't make any fucking sense. But then I came home you and I had sex right away. You didn't obviously we didn't talk about that the spin at thing. all. Were you still like processing all of that? I think I was processing everything because this was a really, really intense session. It was rough. It was, like I said, incredibly primal. It was one of those sessions where I felt like I could feed off of the sexual energy from it with you, but I wasn't 100% ready to completely talk about it with you yet right. because I was still thinking about things. So yeah, I guess to answer your question, yes. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Like I said, I, I would never have guessed that. Is it a turn off for you to hear things like that? It doesn't turn me off. It doesn't turn me on. It's just neutral. It's, yeah. Neither one way or the other. It, it's, yeah, it doesn't affect me either way, but it's not, it, it's not like it's something that I would jonesing to hear again because it just doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? But that's, that's a very, it almost, not to, obviously I appreciate you telling me and I think it's important that we always talk about that stuff, but that's one of those things where if you hadn't told me that, it would not have, it, it, it just doesn't affect me. It didn't way. add or subtract to your experience in this situation no, at all. No. And I don't think it would have added or subtracted to our reconnection in any way. I would have been, I would have just, you know, I yeah. would have dismissed it. Well, then I think it's important for me to share the details just so that it's full transparency and you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you were turned off by something, I probably wouldn't tell you again. Right. Not because I think you'd be bothered by it, but just because it's not going to benefit us. So There's why no would benefit. I do it? Yeah, yeah. It's neither here nor there. So anyway, I liked it. It was hot. I'm really enjoying this connection with Wes. I think it's it's interesting. It is very unexpected. I think I talked about him on an episode like a few months ago where I was talking about like, I'm not really sure this is like a kinky guy. I'm probably not going to, you know, try to introduce anything kinky into the relationship. And I think just naturally it has become incredibly kinky. And I love that. I love that it was able to organically develop. We weren't trying to force it. I wasn't trying to fulfill anything, you know, by by playing with him, it just naturally happened. Well, obviously, there's something that that's um, you know in him that's it's coming out now. Yeah, for whatever reason, it hadn't before. Well, it's I dormant. Think, I think he's comfortable with me. Sure, I think that's part of it. Yeah, again. It's a longer term situation now. And and I don't know how he is with his other partners. I know he has a couple of other longer term play partners. I don't know what their play is like. It right. doesn't matter. But I would be curious to know, like, is this coming out because he knows that I'm a kinky person? He now feels comfortable with me so he can yeah, be this... a little bit naughtier and more, quote unquote, taboo with me than he would be with other people. Or is, or is this his normal? Or thing? is this who he is? And yeah. it just took all this time. I don't know. It's really interesting to think about, yeah, though. I'd be, I'd be curious to know that myself. So anyway, of course, we're going to share some additional details on the bonus episode this yep. week. 
week for our Patreon members. If you would like to join us for bonus content, we do a ton of stuff over there. We have bonus episodes of FPS, but we also do Sex on Your Terms, which is our more kind of in-depth, let's, I don't want to call it insightful. That's giving us far too much credit, huh. but uh, yeah. we, we definitely dive deeper into certain topics. So for if sure. you're looking for a little bit more information from us, that's a good place to go as well. Again, that's patreon.com slash front porch swingers. If you want to see the very naughty stuff that I can't show anywhere else, you need to head on over to onlyfans.com slash front porch swingers. I also think we should probably let you guys know if you didn't know this, if you're just listening, yeah. we're now on video in multiple spots. So the, the podcast in its entirety is available on Pornhub. Pornhub, absolutely. So you can find it there by just searching. I think our name on there is front porch swinger because they wouldn't right. let me put that many characters. Yeah. But if you search it, we're going to pop up with the full videos. If you would like to see the first half of the podcast, it's on our YouTube channel, which is also just youtube.com slash front porch swingers. Yeah, can't put the spicy stuff on there. So yeah, I mean, it's kind of fun. I was watching back when we were talking about the last situation, the, the last episode, I was doing my retelling yeah. and to see kind of like the flashes in my eyes and the excitement, it was fun to see that. So. No doubt. Well, and of course, we're everywhere else to fucking X app now or whatever it's called and uh, TikTok at front.porch.swing and all that kind of shit. You can find us everywhere. Yeah, we're all over the fucking place. You can't miss us. We have we have some cool shit coming up. Tomorrow, we leave tomorrow for Austin. So if you're not already in Austin, it's going to be difficult for you to get there. <laughs> but we are in fucking Portland Dece- Saturday, December 2nd. Hot Wife event taking place on a Saturday. In my opinion, this is my opinion, the best club in the country. And we've been to 40 plus of them. And we're taking over an entire floor just for our folks. I cannot fucking wait. I I enjoy the city of Portland. The Pearl District is so fucking cool. But Club Pravada, if you have not been, you owe it to yourself to attend. It's fucking awesome. Yes. And as always, thank you guys very much for listening. Thanks, everybody.